Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. We're both back from Indianapolis, Big Ten Media Days. Feels good to be back. Yes, it does. It's fun going places, but it's fun to be back. Well, the most... To the normal place. The best part of that trip is you're in Lucas Oil State. Yes. Which is a gorgeous I mean, setting. As we said both days on the show, you're doing your radio show from the sideline of an NFL stadium. Yeah, which happens which, to be a very handsome Which one. had a Super Bowl, which hosts the Big Ten Championship, which hosts the NFL Combine. Like, you're on the field. It's very cool. I know. But I this is our confines here. Yeah. We know this, this place is our home. Indy, Indy has a great setup. I mean, yes. for Big Ten Media Days, in comparison to, say, Chicago, where you go to a hotel, and you're and we were we once oh were doing God, our show terrible. from the dungeon of the of the basement of a hotel compared being in that basement of the downtown Chicago hotel, whatever that was, I can't remember to, to what we were at in Indy. Oh, yeah. to, to where, what, what to be, our confines. Would be a fair comparison for that. Um, I, I guess unfinished no, basement no, it, versus no, a finished or, basement with a huge screen TV and a stock bar sure, and something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. Versus our, just our a, basement in Indy was the, the the huge basement with a golf simulator, yeah. a massive bar there, a huge TV, tons right. of furniture, right? And then and versus an unfinished with with a big crack in the basement and the foundation. Yeah, with 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 there's some animal in the corner. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's that's dark. But there's something over there. Over there or something <laughs> like that. I think there's a raccoon over there. <laughs> He's scurrying. He's looking at me. Weird. Might be a possum. <laughs> Don't go over there. Could be a big rat. Could be a few That's of them. That's the dungeon in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> a few yeah. of them. Oh, oh, there's multiple eyes. Oh, God. There's multiple sets of eyes over there. Let's stay away. There's rats. No, um, man, no. We did not eat at St. Elmo's. Did, thanks for asking, though. No, but that Harry and Izzy's, again, yep. like the, it's El- like the AAA version of of that. I ate with... We ate at the airport, and there you can get that shrimp cocktail at Harry and Izzy's. It? It's the same thing. No, I didn't. Spicy shrimp cocktail. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, I, I needed a meal, though. Well, you could have it as an appetizer and a meal. You can. That would have been it's expensive. A, it's a free country. You can do what you want. <laughs> I, you know my situation yeah. with money. Um, <laughs> I can't do exactly what I want. That would have been $100. I yeah, kept it true. at 60 I kept it at uh, 60 By the way, before we move on, John in Des Moines uh, is giving us some travel advice here. John, thank you. Uh, regarding how to navigate the audio stuff here, he says for long road trips, eighty percent podcasts, twenty percent music. Whoa, Gus agrees with that. Gus thumbs up that he thumbed up. I would that. say this: the podcast that I was listening to for the Dolphins, like it made the drive go a lot faster because I was actually like listening and not just like. That's why I always tell people this is a, a quick plug for advertising and sports radio versus. Music because you're actually you have to pay attention. People listen to the ads because they're listening in. When you listen to music, you just listen haphazardly. You're not even actually in 
Like you're not you're not really there. You're just you're watching the road or you're doing whatever you're doing. You're not thinking about it. You have to think about what you're listening to when you hear news talk or sports talk. And that's my quick plug on advertising okay. with sports or news. I'm not, I'm not pushing back Boom. on any that's of that. It. I'm not. No, that, John, that's interesting. I've never done that. Eighty percent podcast, twenty percent music. I've never had that philosophy, but I might do that going forward. I like listening to makes the drive go a lot faster when you have a podcast. I do like good. listening to news radio. Right. Sports talk. Yes, exactly. Radio. See, that makes the drive go yeah. faster. You have to, you're engaged listening. Yeah. You Let's talk about up. camp. Yes. Uh, speaking of sports talk and, and Nebraska, <laughs> hey, fall camp is underway. Uh, we will hear for the first time from coaches, you know, defensive coaches and some players today after practice, as they're, what, three days into practice now after today's over. Sip, I'm curious, what's the most thing, what's the most curious thing you want to learn about today after camp? Quarterback play. Number one, what's that look like so far? Um, and then then it branches off from there. Offensive line. The question I would have, we, we don't have to just stick to defense, do we? Do we? No, no. The question I would not. have right away, and we will talk to, to Whipple, I believe, on Monday. And it, the question I will ask Whipple, or I'll try to gauge from Whipple. I might, I'm not, I'm, I might not just ask him it directly, but I want to frame up my questions to get a feel in his level of trust in the offensive line. Because Whipple is the play caller now. Mm-hmm. Whipple is, we'll say he's in charge of the offense. So that question is, is germane. What is his level of trust in that line? We don't know, and we're probably – I mean, if we're going to guess, we would say it's shaky because recent years would suggest shakiness, right? Yeah, nothing would indicate that's going to be a strong offense. And that's a, huge, that's a huge part of this discussion, well, right? Well, even, even to ask Don Rayola in just a few months of being here to get that thing turned around to being good – it's hard to ask. For. Scott, you're, you're right. It can be good by midseason or better, but by, by game one, it's a lot to ask for, for guys completely changing the way they think about line play. I know it's cliche, but, I, but I, it still makes an impact on me when Scott says what he did in Indy, which is we will go as our offensive line goes. I get it. It's cliche. Somebody tweeted at me that. I, 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 that statement – to me was important, and somebody quickly said, oh, great, yeah, you're, you, you're really bowled over by cliches these days, huh? It, yeah, it, I guess it's a cliche. I'm, it still makes an impact on me when I hear a coach say that. We'll go as our offensive line goes, especially a coach at Nebraska where the offensive line has struggled. I, I just – I still appreciate the emphasis on it. Now, are they going to trust the run game? You know, are they going to trust the run game? Those are the kind of questions I have. The questions on defense aren't as great. Mostly geared toward, are you going to be able to hold up against the run, especially as the season wears on? Do you have enough firepower in your defense to hold up against the run when November comes and it's Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa back to back to back to back? I mean, Sip, we have we have harped on this for years now, but I mean, in this conference, this division specifically even, you're not going to go very far if your line play on both sides of the ball is not good. 
right? If you can't stop the run, you're not going to win in this conference. If you can't run the ball, it's going to be very hard to win in this conference. Nebraska has not done a very good job running the football for several years. Okay, okay. Now, just to Beside, counter. Besides quarterback run. Just I'm, to I'm counter. talking actual no, run. Just play. to counter, though. You're very enamored with Brom. They don't run the ball. Have they won at a big level in the Big Ten? You love them. Don't I do start... love Jeff Brom. Yeah, and they won, won nine division. games. They won yeah, nine games last year. It was a great year for them. They won nine games last and year. And that was a great year. So I'm just illustrating. You can. You can win. They don't run it. They, they hardly ran it at all last year. I'll get the number for you. I don't believe they'll win the Big Ten West this year. I know, but you don't. don't, don't I start, do love Jeff. No, I love Jeff. Don't start Jeff walking Brown. back because you always I love point Jeff to Brown. Purdue as this big success story. I think Jeff Brom could be better at a different program. Purdue last year. <laughs> different, uh, different Purdue last year program. in rushing offense. Yeah, hit me. 127th nationally. They averaged 84 yards a game rushing. Could you say that their and success was an anomaly then last year? And won nine games. They, they rushed for 84 yards a game and won nine. I think that's a little bit of an anomaly then for Purdue. It, it's not. I mean, this? that's if they it, rush for eighty-four yards a game this year, they will not get nine wins. I I agree with you. Penn State. I mean, these are examples of some. Now, Penn State's an example of a team that couldn't run the ball at all and didn't have success. They're seven and six. They're seven and six and got beat by Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. They averaged. Penn State. Okay, who's had Miles My, Sanders? They've had Saquon Barkley, and. More running backs than that, okay? Rashawn Salam. Okay. That's way back. Is that Rashawn Salam? Yeah, Rashawn yeah. Salam. Didn't they have Kajani Carter there too? Yeah. yeah. Was, was Rashawn Salam at Colorado, by the way? He was Colorado. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah. Anyway, Kajani Carter. You think about Kajani yeah, Carter. Yeah, Kajani Carter. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. 118th nationally in rushing last year. Well, 7-6, and six, yeah, that tells yeah. a lot. When they've had running backs like Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, they've been a 10-11 win program. They don't have that guy right now. They didn't have it last year, at least. So back to, yeah, I mean, they got to run the ball. They got to be, I think they'd have to be top 50 um, to have the sort of season Nebraska wants. So though, But again, I really want to get a feel for how much Wibble trusts that offensive line. It might be hard to do. Might be hard to get get a feel for but I think you got to try that's and 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 also what's that quarterback picture look like early how how is are they completing balls down are they completing balls downfield how's the accuracy is it just check downs are they going deep yeah how's the accuracy are they trying to get the ball out quick I mean is is that what we're gonna are we gonna be seeing that a lot quick passing games short passes is that how they're gonna try to move it um I think it's possible that that could be the case I mean they got like don't you have to be very mindful of keeping Casey healthy? Yeah. By the way, on that real quick, this is a positive thing about Casey Thompson. I, 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 we got tweeted last night a, a picture of the screenshot of the, all the different quarterbacks of, from Texas, like the last 20 years mm-hmm. of their success. You know, Casey Thompson had, in his time there, 30 touchdowns and nine picks. 24-9 last year. That's pretty good. 30-9 and nine overall. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some comments coming in on the, on the DMs from the actual – or the messages from the actual tweet – and all these Texas fans were saying Casey was so freaking good before that thumb injury. Like that right? they were, they were very complimentary, saying before that thumb injury, that dude was going to be great. Mm-hmm. 
So that's, that's from Texas fans. are yeah. probably easy to cast off somebody and say, well, we got somebody else better than him now. I mean, th- you're seeing a lot of Texas fans on social media that were very, very complimentary of Casey Thompson mm-hmm. before the thumb injury. Mm-hmm. So if that thumb injury is healthy, it may, then you have a lot of people speaking very highly about him. My read on it is he's fine. Now, you never know on those sorts of injuries if they can be if they can be recurring, easily recurring. I don't I, – I mean, I'm not too worried about it right now. Uh, other – now, if you when you shift gears in camp, you know, a lot of times early in camp, there's not a lot of special teams. Right. You can't get a feel for it because they're not practicing live special teams early on in camp, you know, before they go into pads. Um, so I wouldn't – I'm not too – concerned about getting a read on that right now on defense there's you know it's the same batch of coaches um for the most part and there's no they're just finally they're just fine tuning on that side of the ball but you're integrating too now that's the big that's the big part of the defense you're integrating these new players that are going to play huge roles Stephon Wynn, mm-hmm. O'Shawn Mathis. Now, Drew, it sounds like Drew, Devin, Devin Drew, Drew. Texas Tech transfer. I, this is a ways away. I mean, I think you're talking at least six days away. From getting here. Yeah, from getting here. He's not here. He's wrapping up graduation at Texas Tech. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> now, you can he can come in and sh- in good shape, but there's a difference between coming in in good shape after working out at I don't know the Cottonwood Club or wherever guys go is that is that one sure why not um and it's another being in football Big Ten shape right mm-hmm. I don't know now I now now I know this from talking to Devin Drew I'm not worried about him integrating in terms of oh his personality and attitude he'll be great I think. But is he in football shape? I mean, is he going to be ready to play 15 to 20 to 25 snaps against Northwestern? That's what you want. Because I'm telling you, the D-line, the interior, I think they got a few guys, four, three or four or five, that can be okay. But you need a little more depth than that. You know? Yeah. Devin Drew is very important. And, yeah, he needs to come here in six days or so whenever he gets here and be ready to go. You can't have him be 30 pounds overweight. The, the guy that gets overlooked in these, these discussions about the interior defensive line is Colton Feast. He totally gets overlooked. We haven't seen him, really, have we? Did he play much He last was a little year? hurt last year. He was a little hurt last year. They like him a lot. Eric Chenander, I've talked to Eric Chenander about Colton Feast. He's going to play a lot. Remember that name. Colton Feast. Yes, he's going to play a lot. He's like their fastest defensive line. He's fast for a 285-pounder. Quick, fast. They like him. He's he, he, so he's going to be one of the guys. Ty Robinson, Nash Hupmacher, Colton Feast, Stephon Wynn. Um, who am I missing? Jake? Come on, Ty Robinson. I, I think I said Ty Robinson. Oh, uh, um, Drew. Um, I said Nash. You know, then then you get down to Marquise Black and okay. Ruquan Buckley. Um, Mosai Newsom. Yep. Mosai Newsom's got to be ready. Mosai Newsom's got to be also, ready. All, all guys you're depending on, guys that have been nah. here long enough to at least make you know to make some sort of impact. I don't know if you can depend right now on on Marquise Black, Ruquan Buckley. Ruquan Buckley, I interviewed this summer, and he he essentially told me I'm probably not quite ready for Big Ten football. Okay, he is a good. That's that's, that's fine. Level self awareness is fine. Um, but and, and I'm always uncomfortable when when. 
no disrespect to you. When when you say those guys got to be ready, those freshmen and redshirt freshmen got to be. Ready, uh, I mean, it's hard to ask redshirt freshmen to be ready for well, Big I'm just Ten. Saying, but they should linemen, know the playbook. Linemen, they should know how, you know. playbook and and being ready physically are worlds apart. No, the worlds apart. Knowing the playbook but, okay. and being physically okay, ready. But these are not guys that are coming in as true freshmen. Then I the redshirt freshmen. They've been here for a year though. Oh come they've on. They've been in the weight. It's the Big the Ten. Okay, now hold on. But they're not. This is, but the thing, they're not starting. I'm not asking them to start. I'm asking them to be available and able to play I, for maybe a short span of time. If, I, if called upon. I I watched Illinois attack a backup outside linebacker last year every play. He was he was on the field. It worked. Yeah, but they saw it. They identified that number. Hmm. If that guy's on the field, run it at him. He wasn't ready. No, 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 no. This Big Ten football. This is where our, our generation gap me or our age gap comes into play. When I covered Nebraska in the nineties, early two thousands, you wouldn't ask redshirt freshmen to play on the defensive line. Very sparing, very rarely. But same with now 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 we can't I don't like the, the notion of saying those guys gotta be ready. <laughs> I don't no, they don't. If they're not ready, they're not ready. Not everybody's ready. Not everybody develops it the same rate mm-hmm. some guys come on late some guys are ready are ready to roll not everybody well the good news for nebraska is that i guess you know you're not expecting marquise black or ruquan ruquan buckley to be starters this year no you're not you're you're hoping that you don't have to play that much at all if your depth is good enough before that, and if you avoid injuries nash is if nash is, can step up it's and, huge yes. now but as i've said five times in recent weeks his next tackle will be his first tackle, okay, in, in a college game. Now he's got it. You got to count on him to play a lot and make tackles, not necessarily blow up the line, but he's got to be at least be reliable. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if he blew up the line of scrimmage. Yeah, be wonderful. Yeah, you got to hope Ty Robinson takes a big step up. You got to hope Mosai Newsom is ready, ready now to be a good player. Stephon Wynn is gigantic in this in, in this conversation. That's where the defense that 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 interior is where you got to watch. You have to watch that group the closest, the closest. Yes. Any other, any other questions you have for? Well, sure, I got today. one corner spot. That, I, yeah, but it, okay, I, no, no, okay, no, no, no. On. But one it's, corner spot. Hold on, Tommy Hill, right. Tommy Hill, and yeah. Braxton Clark. But I wonder how yeah. that that. Like, who's taking the most reps with the ones over there? Don't you go into with the assumption that Tommy Hill gets that job? Braxton Clark started the spring game. Okay. If I'm Braxton Clark's dad listening, I would say, why do you assume that? Why do you assume that? I would Braxton a- Clark's I would been ask, in the program. I would ask, why did Tommy Hill come to Nebraska then? Well, Was he not he's, only, he's, only a, he's only a sophomore. Right. He's got time. Come with an expectation. I'm going to replace, replace Cam Taylor-Britt. I'm going to start. Get with Quentin Newsom out there. I wouldn't assume Tommy Hill's going to be a starter. I'm like you. I think he will be, but I'm not assuming anything right now because I have I have respect for Braxton Clark. I do too, but I I believe that while it might be a competition, that Tommy Hill will walk away as a starter. The safety position, you're really. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are competing. I mean, you're thinking Miles Farmer, Marquise Buford as the starters, and I'm still thinking that. But if you're going to have a rotation there, then who? Then who is it? There's a lot of guys in that 
conversation, Deshaun Singleton yep, and Singleton. Noah, Noah Paul Gates. Um, I, those are the – who am I missing? Deshaun Singleton, Noah Paul Gates, the kick, Kane Williams came from Alabama. I think he's – there might be a shoulder issue there. I'm not sure he's ready to go. Um, there's five or six guys there. I even put Gifford in that conversation. Gifford's going to be the nickel, but if something would happen there, if they decide to go another direction at nickel, you'd throw Gifford there too, and maybe um, Isaac Gifford would be a guy. I'd like to see him more at safety, but if he's going to be their nickel, then that's that's fine too. And, and Isaac Gifford is shooting to be the starting nickel. Who else would you put at safety? In that same well, conversation, I mean, I, like, like you said, the four names there. You said Buford and Farmer and Single. I think Singleton's gonna have a good chance to start there. No, you don't I, think so. I think he's a good chance to be rotation. But, rotation. So you, you're pretty, you're pretty My, firm that you believe right now, if the season started, it would be clearly Miles Farmer and Marcus yes, Buford. I no questions that. asked. I do believe that. Yes. How how far back in that conversation is Noah Pola Gates from starting? You mentioned his name as being a rotational player. Is where, how far are he and Singleton back from being potential starters there? Singleton's closer than Pola okay. Gates. Um, Singleton, according to Fisher, played at a starter's level in the spring game. Fisher said, Fisher said on the radio a few night, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, he said he he was driving home from the spring game, wishing that spring practice continued. Because he'd like to see where Singleton went. I'm sure they usually hope that to see what they, what they can gain more out of a few more weeks. Yeah, because Deshaun Singleton, he said, played at a starter's level in the spring game. That's, I think he'd be third right now in that safety group. Okay, that's what I'd say. All right. What else? Uh, if you're if you're wondering about certain things from Chenander, just sort of what he's looking for in these first two weeks. Now, I know you mentioned a little bit, a little bit ago that special teams is not a huge part of the early days. That's because they're, you know, they're not in full pads. Yeah, but I would be very curious to learn as soon as it happens, hey, who who's your returner? Who's returning? Well, I think you, you, you're looking at, there? you're looking at, yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at Trey Palmer okay. for sure, okay. and then Tommy Hill for sure. And then Anthony Grant. I think Anthony Grant will be – Anthony Grant was a kickoff returner at Florida State. Now, Anthony Grant – I don't think he'll be in a punt returner conversation. But Anthony Grant, the transfer from New Mexico Military Institute, was the kickoff returner at Florida State as a freshman. He, he did it. He did it. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then this punt returners – Tommy Hill wants that job. Good. I want, so I want someone that wants it, not just like they have to be out there. Who wants the job? And I think Trey Palmer probably wants that job. And Trey Palmer, the thing we have to keep in mind about Trey Palmer is he was – he had sprinter speed. He could have ran track at LSU. Jake, recruited to run track. Well, he's like a 10.2-100 guy. It's, it's very fast. Right. It's very fast. Right. Um so those are those are the principles in that discussion. But when's the last time you heard somebody that actually wanted the returner job? I like hearing that if that's the case. Oh, I think a lot of guys have. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's it. been. No, I think there were guys who wanted it. There's just been so deficient blocking on on that on that end of it. They have. But I think they've had capable return men. But as we've seen, it's not all about just the guy touching the ball. He got. He's got to get some room, right? So, something. 
Yeah. You don't see a lot of returns in this punt returns in this day and age, do you? Uh, some places have them. Like Iowa, Iowa, Iowa has, does it every time. Right. Every yeah. time. Yeah. They are they are so well coached. Shout out to LeVar Wood, special teams coach there. They they always get like 10 yards of return. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something obnoxious because I, I haven't probably been as obnoxious as I should have been this show. <laughs> the one thing I really noticed watching Alabama late in the season after, you know, yeah. watching them in the SEC title game, watching them in the um, playoff. You know what you notice about Alabama? They make the like the punt return game look easy. They return punts and they make it kind of look easy. So Iowa. Yeah, they don't it doesn't look like you're not if you're an Alabama fan when the when the ball's being punted to your return man, you don't grip the table like, "Oh god, what's going to okay, happen see, here?" See, no, see, I don't want to compare Bama. We know they're way ahead of Nebraska. Yeah. Iowa is is on a similar level they should be. Iowa if Iowa can do it as smoothly as they do and uh-huh. consistently get yards and not have penalties, then you can do it here. Alabama, you don't you don't have Alabama talent. You have Iowa talent, right. and they can do it. That's fair. I'm not looking at them. That's I'm looking fair. at these guys across the border saying they are exceptional at it. You can too. There's no That's excuse. That's fair. So Bill Bush, a lot of people watching that part. Bill Bush is new. Let's the get new some lanes opened up here. Oh yeah, open up some lanes for these guys. Yeah. Let's get it's let's let's get a ten yard return. Ten. Yeah. Consistently. Five, no, no throwing the ball forward. Yeah, no. Keep the ball in our possession. Do, do not. Let's make sure we catch the ball. Do not catch the no ball muffs. inside the five. No. We're inside the ten. Kill. He was inside You're the killing ten. killing me right now. Cam Taylor Britt caught that ball inside the ten and then Fat faded dressed. back. Yeah, he Two faded back. Threw it forward. <laughs> He's a second-round pick. Yes, he is. He got over it. He well, got over it. More next on Early Break on the Ticket.